857-5574, Lou, House March Radio with me, Lou Manfredini. Um, I was thinking about being sneezy. Good morning to Dave Schwan and Andy Mazur. Good morning. Uh, uh, real Good quick, morning. I, Andy, Andy, I would like to give you a... And your French open. Did you take French in high school? I did not, but I uh, did a lot of research. Wow. you! I was... John Williams, you know, who was like the president of his French club or something like that at Manuka High School, he'd be very proud of you. Well, I actually took Spanish, so that was kind of my Spanish version of French. <laughs> well, you fooled me. <laughs> <laughs> I fooled me, too. <laughs> it was very good. Thank very, you. very Thank good. You. Yeah, that was very impressive. Um, uh, but have, have, have all, are you any of you suffering from allergies? Oh, are you kidding me? Yeah. Really? Oh, my entire yes. life, and especially this uh, this season. Lindsay, how about you? Oh, I never had them before. The older I get, the worse. Like my eyes. Absolutely. I like, What's that guy? Yep. Marty. Marty. Feldman. Okay. I Marty don't Feldman. I, I don't want to rub this in, but I have always had terrible allergies. I got nothing this year. Ugh. My poor really? wife cannot even breathe. It's yeah. so dry and the cottonwood and everything, you know. And when you when we played that open and it was talking about sneezy. I was like, I look at my wife and she looks like a prize fighter. Her eyes are poor thing. Her eyes are so red. Ugh. And um, and I know everybody's, and me this year, nothing. Hmm. Consider yourself yeah, lucky. So you are lucky, yes. Yeah. Must be my new knee. Show off. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have no allergies at all, everybody. Too bad for you. Get the other one replaced, then you'll yeah. really feel great. Right, right, right. I want to feel a thing, right? Oh, my <laughs> gosh. That's so funny. Um, uh, I have the word of the day, gentlemen. Okay. And lady, well, lady. Oh, yes. She did it. Right, right. So. The goal is for you to be able to use this word at, uh, throughout at some time during the show, and a listener to use it as well. It's an adjective, and the word of the day is fabjus. Nope, frabjus. <laughs> Spell it. Well, yeah, use it in a sentence. F <laughs> F R A B J O U S. Frabjus. Okay. Delightful. Frabjus. Delightful and joyous. Delightful and joyous. Well, since we did, were... Um, I, I fell asleep, Andy. Did Denver end up winning last Denver night? Denver did, yes. Denver's up 3-1 oh. in the series looking for their first wow. ever title. Wow. Wow. Um, what? Not to move away from sports, but I just wanted to say today... <laughs> okay, you can. This weekend <laughs> yes. is a frabjous weekend for our friend Don... Yes. Ah, okay. That's right. They're getting married tomorrow. Very tomorrow, well done. Tomorrow. I totally set that up with the frabjus, and then you just pushed me aside for sports. I didn't push you aside. <laughs> I was just... I, I totally was, set myself up. You normally don't do the word know, of the day because really you make felt, the word of the day. I know. I really felt it this week, though, and I wanted to use that one, so congrats. <laughs> Now, my my cousin, uh, when I was on with you the last couple of times, we did it once, and then uh, we didn't do it. And my cousin, who listens all the time, oh, uh, nice. texted me and said, "Where was the word of the day today?" Yeah, well, it was it was I think because we were we were off, and then you know Lindsay gets sidetracked and what, what? sidetracked <laughs> for sports, right? totally throwing yeah, sports, <laughs> not to move off of sports. <laughs> But, I mean, totally just like the guy's a sports anchor. I don't want to talk about sports, Andy. Can we oh, talk about funny. something else? It's all good. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Uh, well, congratulations. Don Kleppen's getting married tomorrow to the lovely Gretchen. And uh, I got a nice note from him yesterday. They're very excited. So that's good. It's uh, awesome. Happy for him. That'll be great. Um, oh, I have a quick uh, click to pick before we get started. Last night we watched the, I don't know if you call it a documentary, uh, but a, a sh- uh 
the Michael J. Fox, um, I guess it's like the story of his life on Apple TV called Still. Hmm. It's very good, and he's very open, and he uses a combination of a bunch of old footage of him. You know, um, Lindsay, you're actually probably too young to remember how big Michael J. Fox was. Well, we just went through a Back to the Future phase in our family. Yeah, I know, but he was, in the 80s, was the biggest star. And his story is just really remarkable. I'm trying to come up with the name of the sitcom he was oh, on. Oh, it would be Family, Family Ties. Ties. Family Ties. Alex Thank P. Keaton. Yes. Alex P. Yeah. Keaton. Yes. Alex P. Keaton. And yeah. uh, and just and then he was in every movie. And then, you know, the whole Back to the Future thing, uh, right? You know, Lindsay, the story that he was not the original actor, right? Um, I don't know that story. So the whole movie, am I right about this, Andy? Was it Steven Spielberg was the producer of Back to the Future? I, uh, I don't Does know that. sound right? That. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So they shot the entire movie with a different actor playing the role that Michael J. Fox played. Um, the actor's name, they talked about it last night. He's a very well-known actor, but they get into the editing room. They're putting the movie together, and the director's like, this is all wrong. It's got the wrong vibe. Michael J. This is this is old news, so I'm not. This is not a. This is not a uh, a spoiler alert for the for the documentary still on Apple TV, but um, Steven Spielberg goes to the producers and says, "I want him to come do this movie," but the producers don't want him. He's the star of the of the sitcom, and they don't want to let him off. So they reshoot the entire movie with every scene that the Michael J. Fox is in at night. So he goes and shoots Family Ties all day long. You know, he's 20, I don't know, three, four years old, right? So he's got lots of energy. And then he goes and reshoots the whole movie. And they cut out the other actor from the entire movie. That was Eric Stoltz. Eric Stoltz, right. Right? And um, then, you know, he becomes this major star. But he deals with his Parkinson's and what that is like. And he's very open and honest. And it's really... Worth the watch. Hmm. It's called Still on Apple TV. So that's my pick to click for all you people cool. today on a Saturday morning. All right, um, it's uh, let's get this puppy started this morning. You know the way we start it is we call you, uh, you don't call us, and um, we get a number. And uh, I got the big wheel every Saturday morning. I roll it out, put a bunch of names up there, and then. We uh, figure out who it is. Okay, it's going to be Jim. Where's Jim at? Do we know where? Oh, he is. Oh, look at that, Jim. All right, let's give him a call. Don't go anywhere. He's in, uh, I'm going to say it's Kiwani. That's right. Jim, you're our first caller on House Smarts Radio. Good morning, sir. Good morning. How may I help you, sir? Um, well, my question is on we're looking for a way to put some insulation in an A-frame home. It's uh, basically four-by-fours on the inside with plywood, and then there's uh, about a half-inch blackboard inside. 
and you've got another layer of plywood, paper, and shingles. There's no airspace at all, and I was looking to possibly use, when we re-roof, uh, something called Hunter Board, and it's a, it's like a styrofoam attached and sealed to a 4x8 sheet of OSB, and, but that would be done from the outside. And I've also tossed around putting rolled insulation in between the 4x4s and putting, like, car siding over that. What would be any suggestions on the, the right, the best way to insulate? Well, if you do the thing on the inside, the problem, Jim, is that you're going to just change the whole look of that A-frame on the inside, right? Correct. Yeah. And you are going to put in a new roof? Yes, in okay. the very near future. Now, this board that you talk of, the it's an you said it's insulation and it's bonded already to a piece of plywood? Yeah, it's styrofoam and it's sealed. Okay. There was an earlier version of what you're going to do. I'm not familiar with that product, um, and I and I could research it, but what we used to do... And this product still exists. There's a uh, an insulation called polyisocyanurate, and it's don't ask me why I remember that, but it's called a polyboard, and it comes it's two inches thick, and it is a very dense, insul rigid insulation. And on an A-frame house, I, I can give you an, an example that we did years ago, Mike and I. We um, we took off the roof. We mechanically fastened the poly board to the sheathing of the roof, and then we plywooded over the top of that, mechanically fastened that through the poly board into the substrate, you know, the, the sheathing, and then shingled that. And the change in the overall, you know, comfort in that room to, to the owner, you know, when it was all said and done, was... Spectacular. Now, if this product already exists where the plywood is bonded, it saves a step on installation, right? Because we had to put the board in first, then the plywood. And if this is, it needs to be at least two inches thick, though. And I okay. want, and I want to. Hunter board. Go ahead. I'm sorry. The Hunter board, you can get it in one inch or one and a half. If, if I would go the one and a half, which I would, it's only going to get me about just a hair under seven R value, yeah, that, which isn't much. Well, but, but so if I'm remembering right, that two-inch poly iso board was eight, uh, eight, uh, R value of eight. So, okay, you know, it's you, pretty you, close. yeah, I mean, you know, you and I, we would never know the difference in a half of uh, an R value. You know what I mean? But remember, right yeah. now you have nothing. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so I mean, seven, if it were me and this were my house, I wouldn't change the look of the inside. I would do it all on the outside if you're going to re-roof. And this hunter board, I'll, I'll look it up and do a little research. You know, there's new stuff all the time, and I, I've, I've, not, I've not seen this, but it sounds like it's a better version of what I'm talking about. And there also is another product I could get locally called 
the zip system. Yep. It's it's basically basically the same, and then you tape every scene with this special tape. But it's it sounds like it's about the same as the hunter board, and I I'm assuming you you have to tape this hunter board also. Right, but the um, the, the, z- only- the zip strip shouldn't have that. Zip is. Um- it is a sheathing, and it does have some R value, but I would be surprised if that had seven and a half R value. I don't think it's inch and a half thick. Yeah, you have inch and inch and a half. Oh, I've got wow. two samples of it. Oh wow! Okay. And it is marked. It is marked on there. Um, if you go the half or the one inch or the one and a half, and the one and a half was about six point seven or eight. Yeah. yeah. Right, right, right. Similar stuff. But it. Yeah, but it's going to raise my roof up, so we'd have to redo the fascia. But yet, it, it'd be worth doing it if if you think that would be the best way. I would absolutely, but if we did, absolutely do it on the outside. You would, yeah. okay? Because if I would use rolled insulation, I could probably get around thirteen, I believe, twelve or thirteen R value. But it would change the whole appearance of the inside. And that would drive you crazy. Well, I do like nice wood, natural wood. Right. Because they had, the previous owners had stained it to make it look like redwood, which I'm not fond of. And it's it's very dark. I see. Um, So uh, I just don't, I just worry about no airspace and condensation, but the dining room has actually got rolled insulation in it. And drywalled, and we haven't had a condensation issue there. But that's that's my greatest fear. Understood. Is moisture. Right. Yeah, I would I would definitely do it on the outside, and I think that uh, you know ultimately you'll end up with a tighter home, and I think you will absolutely feel the difference. Uh, thank you so much for the phone call. I'm bumping up against time. Uh, Lou Manfredini, House March Radio. We'll take a quick break and be back after this. <laughs> This morning's House Marts radio program is sponsored by Toro. Get your yard into shape this season with Toro's powerful line of... <laughs> Sorry, we were laughing about something off the air. Get your yard into shape this season with Toro's powerful line of 60-volt max flex force battery yard tools. One battery powers 75 interchangeable tools with mowers, leaf blowers, string trimmers, chainsaws, pole saws, edgers, and more. You have the power to tackle every job all year long. Toro Count on it. Get yours at a Toro retailer near you. 857 is our phone number. This is Ross in Buffalo Grove. Hey, Ross, you're on House March Radio. Good morning. Hi, Lou. Good morning. Um, long story short, I have uh, I had attic moisture showing up on my ceiling in the house, so I got a few estimates for uh, to get better ventilation and insulation. Okay. Um, so I still have questions. Um, what do you prefer, blown-in cellulose or fiberglass, uh, foam or plastic baffles, and which form of mold remediation? All right. Um, if you may, so I like loose fill insulation the best, and it's dealer's choice between fiberglass and cellulose, but if you made me choose, I would choose cellulose because I think it is mm-hmm. a... Um, I think it's more, um, uh, what's the word? It, the, the coverage is more consistent, you know, in, as far as the insulation goes. And um, I think it just performs better, it has, in my opinion. 
Uh, the plastic one or the... One person said... Go ahead. One person said it does break down after like seven years and mm, I mean, it's not as effective. Yeah, I haven't really... I haven't experience that i think that i don't i don't know that it breaks down it may compact a little bit but you also gain some density in that so um you know it's again it's dealer's choice there's real they're very similar products um but if you made me choose i would choose cellulose so if all of a sudden you feel strongly about the fiberglass then i'm you know i'm not going to not call you back Um, And then as far as the baffles, plastic or foam, doesn't really matter. I would go with foam. And then with mold remediation, um, I really like a product called Concrobium, which is a um, a very uh, non-harmful product that can be sprayed on. It has residual value, and it will kill the mold, in particular on porous um, surfaces. And so, um, you know, if you use that, I think that... um, you know, if you talk to the mold remediation people, and uh, they'll know that they make that commercially available, and it does a really nice job. Appreciate the phone call. It's six thirty-one in the morning. We need to go into the WGN newsroom and check in with Dave Schwan. Hey, um, by the way, I've got the Toro June Product of the Month giveaway. A new one. It's a Toro sixty volt max, fourteen inch, sixteen inch brushless string trimmer. Toro wants to help you take charge of your yard this summer with the Toro June Product of the Month giveaway. You can enter to win the Toro 60-volt max 14-inch, 16-inch brushless string trimmer at wgnradio.com slash contest. You think at Toro that when they sit around and they name these things, they go, what are we going to call it? And then somebody says, let's call it a Toro string trimmer. No, no, no. It needs to be longer. Like, do you think? Like, yeah. they have the longest names of all Say this the stuff. Say the name again. This one? It's the Toro 60-volt max 14-inch, 16-inch brushless string trimmer. Yes, that's that going to it. That's that, right? That just rolls off the tongue. I mean, it's <laughs> uh, and I and it's all really good stuff. I was using the Toro 60-volt max blower yesterday that literally could move the Queen Mary. It is so powerful. It really is something. But I just call it a blower. I don't have I'm sure there's a longer name that goes with it in the marketing the people, you know, there's a writer strike going on. I wonder if those writers get paid by the word. Anyway, you can win this thing, no matter what you call it. Uh, this battery-powered string trimmer lets you choose a 14-inch or 16-inch cut with variable speed options. The comfort grip handle is easy to hold with less vibration. It's designed to handle the thickest grass and toughest weeds and no spooling around with the Toro brushless string trimmer. That's right. It's a no-hassle quick feed line just thread it and shred it so whip it real good (laughs) who's writing this so whip it real good with the toro 60 volt max 14 inch 16 inch brushless string trimmer part of the toro flex force power system with interchangeable battery for 75 plus tools for uh, i think by the time i get to the end of this they've forgotten it's a contest right just do this. Go to Toro to go to enter win the Toro June product of the month. Go to WGNRadio.com slash contest. That's WGNRadio.com slash contests. The sweepstakes ends Friday, June thirtieth at eleven fifty nine PM Central Time. Eight five seven five five seven four Lou. Eight five seven five five seven four five six eight is our phone number. This is uh Michael in Hendersonville. Hey Michael. How you doing, Lou? I'm doing well. Uh, I have a question. 
luxury vinyl flooring. I'm used to hardwood. I'm living in Nevada. I'm changing around, and I have some tile I'm unhappy with. And uh, it was just presented to me that they can put this vinyl flooring over tile. And I got to, I'm a little hard, I I have a hard time accepting that. But I know what the mess is going to be if I chip up everything that's here. So, okay. Um, I'm like you. I still like hardwood flooring. I think hardwood flooring is the best. Um, And, um, but I really do like this luxury vinyl stuff. Now, we did a project two years ago in the lower level of our house, and we put this luxury vinyl down. Now it's over cement, not tile. And to say that I am impressed with the durability and how it looks and how it literally changed the look of the room, it would be an understatement. That being said, Michael, what I don't like about going over the tile is, you know, it's 100% waterproof, so it's got a little bit of a... You know, it's kind of sealed, you know, when it's all put together. You know what I mean? If you spilled a cup of water on it, it would just sit on the floor, and then you'd wipe it up. If right. one of those tiles comes loose under that floor, you're going to hear it. That's what I'm thinking. Right. And, you know, it's it's a cement floor, and the tile's been on here. We've been in the house for eight years, and really, you know, we go overboard with cleaning our floors and that, and um, the tiles are, are tight. I mean, as far as that goes, mm. but I don't know what's going to happen in the future. And I mean, I know it, this process is out there, but I mean, it's if if it were, um, you know, I have never been. If you've listened to me for any regularity, I've never been a fan of putting a new finished floor over an old finished floor. And the reason is this. The reason is this. So these guys, people are going to install it. I'm sure they're going to do a great job. Two years down the road, one of the tiles pops loose for no fault of anybody. And you're going to call the guys back and say, hey, you know, this floor is making noise. I'm like, well, that's the old tile that popped up. We didn't do that. Our floor is fine. And that's on you now. Now, it isn't that you can't take that tile up, you know, the flooring, and then pop that tile out. But why would I want that mess? I get that taking up the tile would be a huge mess, but that's the right way to do it. And so, and and then and then to um, to avert your fears about like I've always been a hardwood guy, you know I'm not sure about this luxury vinyl. When you're looking at the luxury vinyl tile, this is one of those areas where you get what you pay for. Okay. So you're not putting anything that's $2 a square foot. You're going to spend like 4 450 a square foot on the material, okay? And the biggest thing, okay. they're going to talk about the wear film on the top, okay? That will be a hmm. key. And so anything, you want a minimum of 12 millimeters. So anything from 12, this, go ahead. This is 20 mil. Perfect. So is that so that so I was just going to say twelve to twenty. Anything more than twenty is a waste of money. Ooh, look at that! Uh, I made, I made okay. a little little little. Uh, hey, that's a T-shirt. Anything more than twenty, 
is a waste of money. It's a waste of money. That's going to be my tattoo okay. that I'm going to get that I'm never going to get a tattoo. So, what do you uh, think about this <laughs> dustless removal machine on the tile? Well, they talk about removing tile, and they have dustless tile removal. I mean, and I know there's it's probably notes. it's probably reduced dust, but they'll still be dust. Yeah. But sure. Right. I mean, you know, if they can reduce the dust, that's great. You know, is it? You said this is in the basement. No, it's in my house. Okay, it's, so it's the slab. So okay, so you're on a slab. Okay, so we're gonna. You have a forced air system. Yes. So you'll shut all that down. They'll tape everything up. They'll probably have some machine with a HEPA filtration. And as they pull the tile up, they'll try and capture, you know, probably ninety percent of what's coming up. But not everything. It's impossible. No, it's impossible. But and that's and just and that's to set your expectation. You know what I mean? Like you're going to come back yeah. in and go, "Hey, I still have to dust." Of course you do. I mean, come on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I mean it's it's uh, right. yeah. But 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 remove if you're going to do it. I love the luxury vinyl. Twenty mil sounds great. Remove the old tile. Do it right. Okay. Keep working. Right. Keep working, Michael. No, okay. Thanks, Lou. I appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate you calling this morning. 857-557-4, Lou. 857-557-4568. we come back, more of your phone calls. And Lindsay uh, evidently has a movie review that she would like to share with you. Uh, don't go away. More House Smarts Radio coming up. Is There's a thing going on here with long names. Mon- Coast of Maine, organic Monhegan blend black earth lawn soil. If I put all these tattoos on me, I'd have like a sleeve. That's crazy. Anyway, it's really good stuff. Monhegan Blend Black Earth Lawn Soil is the perfect blend of feeding and overseeding your lawn. Coast of Maine's Monhegan Lawn Soil can be found at Bentley Ridge Tree Farm and Nursery in Grimes, Iowa, Cedar River Garden Center in Palo, Iowa, and Teats Nursery in Waverly, Iowa, or visit coastofmaine.com. To find a retailer, wait, don't go, don't wait, wait, hold on. How would you say this word? T-I-E-D-T apostrophe S. Any other way but teats. <laughs> Tides? Tides? T-I-E-D-T. Oh. Yeah. T-I-E-D-T apostrophe S. Tides? No, spell... Anyone help me? T I E D T apostrophe S. It's not going to come up. That's like somebody's name. Tides. <laughs> well, anyway, it's in Waverly, Iowa, or better yet, if you want to find this stuff, it's really good. Go to coastofmaine.com to find a retailer near you. So you've heard about Dave, right? The guy who started executive carpet cleaning over 30 years ago. And you've heard about Kelly, Dave's daughter, and Scott, Dave's son. Now it's time to hear about Ben. He's really the show. He's Ben is showtime over there. Kelly's husband, Ben's the rug guy over at executive carpet cleaning. When it comes to cleaning rugs, there's no one better. Ben is incredibly particular and detailed. Executive carpet cleaning will come to your home, pick up your rug, bring it back to their state-of-the-art rug spa, That's where Ben gets to work. The rug will receive a gentle but thorough cleaning, a special grooming, drying, and detailing process. While other steam cleaners use harsh chemicals that could ruin the colors in the fabric, executive carpet cleaning will safely clean your rug 
while carefully protecting the beauty of it. Schedule now. You'll get 25% off your rug cleaning, plus free pickup and delivery. Call 630-990-8600. That's 630-990-8600. Or visit WGNclean.com. It's not an uh, it's not a, uh, offense. A teat is something on that, what a cow has. That's no, that's a, that's what when you milk a cow, you grab its teats to milk a cow. It could Thank be you. that that's the guy's name, which <laughs> it's in Iowa. There's a lot of cows there. I don't know. 857 You know what? This is a good day. It's my last day on the radio. 857 This is Brian in Mount Prospect. Hey, Brian, you're on House Smarts Radio. Good morning. Good morning. How may I, I love you? your show. Luke. Thank you. Thank you. How may I help you, sir? Uh, so I, I'm having an issue. I have a, a multi-level house. Uh, so when you walk in, you've got uh, a living room a, or a family room, bathroom, and the garage. On the other side, you walk up five steps, you've got family room, dining room, kitchen. So um, I'm having moisture under the slab, under the family room. Uh, it's very hard to detect because... There's no room to look underneath the slab. Uh, only the air ducts from the furnace go underneath the slab to support that. Uh, but I did have a, you know, an extreme rain at one time mm. where a tiny bit of water came out uh, where the air ducts go underneath the slab. So I was wondering if that's something that I would use uh, somebody like Permaseal for and also uh, I sometimes get a, a moisture odor from the duct is there some type of duct sealing I should do or can do? So you think that this is all related to the duct work? And well, let me. Okay, so let's start with this. <clears throat> Around the perimeter of the house, house. Do you have? Um, you is the is the foundation? Can you see the foundation around the perimeter of the house, or is the grass or mulch or stuff gone up right to the edge it's uh it's pretty close right up to the edge i actually have a a, a brick uh patio and walkway that goes around the slab area right uh so it it, it covers it and uh um okay so that so that is there. so that's one issue that needs to be addressed in other words if the over time, you know, you get the landscaper and they add mulch to it or the patio, whatever. And if it's right at the top of that foundation, when you get a heavy rain, I mean, we haven't had a lot of rain, but um, that can cause water to come in where you'd see it on the slab. Okay. The moisture yep. in the ductwork, um, you know, if you had water in the ductwork, <clears throat> it would take a lot of water for that to get up to the slab. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what I would do, and, and how old is the home? Uh, built in the 60s. Yeah. My guess is they're old galvanized metal pipes that have probably deteriorated over time. Okay. Um, yep. You probably would, well, there's two ways to go. You could hire a plumber with a sewer camera to come in and put a camera down these vents to see what's going on. Now, the plumber's not going to fix the vents. They're just the guys with the camera, okay? There's also a company, I have no connection to them whatsoever, called Trenchless 
Innovations. Okay. They basically put this sock in ductwork and plumbing pipe where they they heat this thing up and it's like uh, you know when you take your socks out of the laundry you know like do, do you when you take your socks off let, let Brian we're, we're friends right when you take your socks off yeah. do you just take the sock off and then you throw it in the wash or do you unfold it so it's ready to go once it's clean yeah you got to unfold it oh see there you go look at what we're learning about Brian that's good well, you know that process of when you're unfolding it, you're like folding the sock through itself, right? Yeah. That's what they do with this tube. They kind of put it in there, and it kind of keeps folding out, folding out. And it's like they're blowing air through it. And when it's done, it's like an internal cast inside the piping, and it seals the water out and relines the ductwork. It's amazing. Now, they'll come... And give you an estimate, and probably put the camera down there. They may charge for the estimate. I don't know, but you'd pay this. You'd pay the plumber to do the sewer camera anyway, to find out what's going on. But if you're getting water on the slab, I think that has more to do with the level of the soil, the grading around your home, as opposed to the ductwork. Yeah, well, it's, let me tell you, I actually have no landscaping around the foundation. There's a there's a large brick patio goes around the slab in the back, right? And then a brick brick walkway goes around the side of the house. But the you slab. can see the foundation. I, yeah, you can see it, and I know the owner before me had taken, uh, you know, I guess you'd say a portion of the aluminum siding and tried to make a flange to deflect the water away from the house. Right. Uh, coming down to the the ground, so there is no landscaping, no ground, um, and water doesn't back, it, water doesn't pool next to the house when it does rain. No, I'm not saying you're wrong that it couldn't be water. Uh, you know, maybe seeping in even through the the bricks that are around the house right. and, and getting down in there. Right. I'm just not sure how to deflect it away. Well, that might be you know that you may have to address it with the patio, and you may have to address it with the landscaping to maybe have some swales built or even some French drains out in the yard that could help you do something like that. Um, and that would be a landscape contractor. Um, you know, my buddy Joe Polina, Tommy Polina Landscaping, that's kind of their specialty on the landscaping drainage and stuff. And so if you look them up, Tommy Polina Landscaping, that'd be a good source for you. Thanks so much for the phone call. Hey, we're broadcasting from the Permaseal Foundation Repair Studios. The news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Did I have a frab just oh, day sorry. yesterday? Yeah. You and your wife, by chance? Oh, yeah, it was our anniversary. Oh, happy we anniversary. Did. Oh, wow. Happy anniversary. Yeah. So nice. A frab just day. We did have a frab just day. It was just the two of us, which was great. <laughs> and uh, it was, uh, we had a lovely day and uh, did a little dinner last night. Ask me where I went to uh, Fish Fry last night. It was my anniversary. I went to Fish Fry. Where did you go to Fish Fry? Pier 290 on Lake Geneva oh. that advertises here on the radio. Nice. It's lovely. We should all do that for the summer trip. So for fun. Sure. It was so I good. I love it there. Yeah. And because it was my anniversary, we didn't have to share. <laughs> you know, normally we go out to wow. dinner and we share. Right? She said, you big get night. what you want. Yeah, it was a big night. It was really <laughs> nice. It was that afternoon. We went for the early bird special. 
So anyway, it was very nice. Good job, man, on Thank the uh, on, on the uh, word of the day. Very good. 857-5574, Lou. 857-557-4568 is our phone number. Um, by the way, our Noodaloo 2, I'm going to set it up now. You've heard all this controversy, right, about the beer can chicken. Are you supposed to do the beer can chicken? The Supposedly, the ink that is in the can is not food grade. Yada, yada, yada. You know, and people are the big debate about it. You know, the problem in the world today, Lindsay, is people talk about the problems. There are people that all they do is complain about the problems. And then there are people that solve the problems. Today, our Noodaloo 2 after 730, we will solve the problem of the beer can chicken controversy. Just stand by. 857-5574-LOU. 857-5574-568. Rini is in South Elgin. Hi, Rini. You're on House Smarts Radio. What is it? Renee. How are you? Renee? That's how you would spell Renee. How do you spell your name, Renee? R-E-N-E-E. Really? I would not think that's how you spell Renee. How else would you spell Renee? I don't know, but it looks like Rini. You could could look (laughs) at that and think it's Rini. But what other way would there be? Different ways to spell it. Okay, what would be another way to spell it? You tell me. I'm asking Renee. She knows her name. R-E-N-A-E? Yeah, A-E would have been Renee. Renee. But she spells it R-E-N-E-E. I've never seen that. You've never seen that? No. She's seen it, and her name's Renee. (laughs) Some people who are really close to her call her Rini. So I'm going to call her Rini. Hi, Renee. (laughs) Hi. <laughs> How can I help you? Hi. So I bought a fix-me-up house, and it was a rental, disgusting, about a year ago. Cleaned <laughs> okay. it up, had okay. um, all the carpet tore up, repainted. But I noticed this film on my inside window. Um, I can see through it, but when I wipe it, my, my rag is wet. Or, I'm sorry, is, is black. And so I had the vents um, blown out. I stopped using candles. It's all open, so like the living room area and the kitchen. So I'm wondering, is it from cooking? But it's on all my windows. I don't know what it is. Forced air. Uh, Wait, wait, wait. This has happened, like even now you still get it? Yeah, so I probably clean my windows three times a month inside. Do you have a a fireplace? No. Um, and, okay, let's think about this. Gas, do you have a gas uh, oven slash range? I, yes. Okay. And you're not using the heat right now, right? The heat's been off. Yeah, I don't, I don't mean, have the heat I mean, I'm just thinking, so some things is that if you're, so... Something so some things to check off the list, just kind of go through this. If the furnace is not burning cleanly, you can get some sooting that causes this problem. You mentioned candles, but you stopped burning candles. Have you stopped for like the last month? Probably. I mean, I threw them all out in my house. I just don't want myself or my kids to be breathing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. Right. No, no. I, I'm, I'm with you here. So... It's not on my walls, though. I don't know anything on my my walls are clean. Everything's clean except the windows. Mm-hmm. And how old is the house? 
gosh, probably nineties. Hmm. I mean, nineties. It could be. It could be um, that the that the window and is it every window in the house or just a couple of windows in the house? No, it's every window, including like my children's bedrooms are at the end of the hallway. So it's, it's an upraised ranch. So everything's on one level. Yeah. But even in their rooms, it's in there. Mm-hmm. And they're away from the kitchen. I thought maybe because I cook so much, it would be from cooking. But you have an exhaust. Fan? You have an exhaust fan in the house. Is that you know? In other words, person? above above the stove and the range is an exhaust fan. Yes. And does it? Vent, I don't use that. Often. Does it vent <laughs> outside? I would assume so. I don't. You're not home. It's a townhouse. You're not home now. So. No. When? Mm-hmm. But you okay? So a anybody listening that has a gas stove, when you're using the gas stove, you should be using the exhaust fan. If you turn a burner on or you turn the oven on, use the fan. That is automatic. Like this whole controversy about like gas stoves are bad for you, we can solve that controversy by just turning on the fan. And you need to vent that out. Even a, you know, so something is burning in this house that's causing the sooting. It could be the stove in the range that you have that that's the problem. And so Okay. Um, you know, you said you cook a lot. I mean, is there any way that you can not cook for two days? I mean, I'm just trying to, in other words, I want you to clean the windows and not use the stove or oven for two days. Can you make sandwiches? Okay. Sure. Yeah, I could do that. You know what I mean? Let's just see what happens. And if all of a sudden, like, huh, I didn't use the stove or the oven for two days or, and I don't see anything. Now I'm going to use the stove and the oven and I'm going to use the fan and see if that makes a difference. But then maybe you didn't replace this appliance, right? This stove and oven that came with the house? That I did not, no. I'm betting that that's the issue. Okay. Okay. And Renee, you said you cook a lot. What do you, like, what's the thing that you really, like, if I'm going to your house, no matter how I spell your name, <laughs> what would you make that we would be like, oh, my God, it's amazing? I cook healthy, so I cook a lot, but... Typically, whatever my kids want, especially when they're home from college, that's what I cook. So oh. I might have three, four different things going. Oh, but always healthy. I like that. That's very good. I can get Lindsay there. Healthy, she loves healthy. the healthy stuff, and she loves the bread. Do you make any bread? <laughs> I don't. No. We don't do any processed foods in our house. Right. So I cook right. a lot. Got it. Well, all right. That's fine. But, I'll, I'll still come over. <laughs> all right. Okay. I'm wondering if I should get a new oven. Well, Will you do me a favor and try the two-day test? I will. Okay, I will. and then if you really notice you, I... and if you notice a difference there, okay, after you clean the windows, then then the next thing, the next two days when you go to make something healthy, no bread, um, then <laughs> use the fan, but make sure the fan is venting outside. When you open up the okay. cabinet, when you open up the cabinet above the door. Make sure there's a you see some ductwork up there. Okay, yes, there is. There is. All right, and then do me another favor okay. and call me back call me back next week. Okay, thank you so much. All right, Renee, I thank appreciate you. you calling. Not everybody spells their name. Even my wife is chiming in. And I made a few texters. Reenie. R E N E E. That looks like Reenie to me. Would it be two E's? <laughs> 
It's always that's how you spell. She was being nice. There's no Renee R E N A Y. You think she made that up? Renee. Yes, she was totally trying to get a prize. Why are you people making fun of the old guy? <laughs> I don't like any of that. This is not no, a. So easy. This is not a frabjous uh, day for me. <laughs> Eight five seven five five seven four Lou eight five seven five five seven four five six eight. We'll take a quick break and be back right after this. Donna, you spell the same way. D O N N A. Hi, Donna. You're on House Smarts Radio. Good morning, Lou. How may I help you, dear? My, we have an artillery fungus issue, and um, it started last year, and now a good part of our backyard, uh, um, back of the house is inundated with black and brown spots. And we've done a little research on it. It's very hard to get off, but we really can't get it off. We've removed all the mulch, and I understand it comes from mulch, old mulch, not new mulch. And um, I was wondering what your take is on this. Okay, so this fungus is in your flower beds or in your grass? It's actually in our flower beds, and it is... It's called artillery fungus, and it actually, this is so weird, it, it explodes. The spores explode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They release, yeah, they release the, the, the spots or the fungus, and they're on the vinyl siding. And we, you know, Mr. Clean Eraser, we've done some research on it. But yesterday, Stephen and I, um, we removed all of the mulch from the area that is affected but it is from the mulch, not from the grass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I want you to try something that is not a chemical, but it's going to change the chemical makeup of what's there now. And I was just and okay. okay. And I was just talking about this. It's the it's from a coast of Maine. They make this product called Monhegan Organic Black Earth Lawn Soil. So it is a it is a Monhegan is the so Coast of Maine is the name of the uh, Coast of Maine is the maker. Okay, and at garden centers, mm-hmm. I mean, if you're in Iowa, you can go anywhere. Did you call the Teats Nursery yet and find out Iowa's other name? I I did. They no did one's answering. Answer. Okay. Anyway, mix this soil into what? So you remove the bark, right? Mix this soil yes. right onto the dirt, right? And um, and put that on there, kind of you know till it into that soil, and I think it's going to change the. Uh, chemical makeup of the soil, but not harm your flowers. Okay. Now say it one more time. Um, Co- Costa. Uh, Co- so Coast of Maine is the manufacturer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, I have. And it's called Monhegan. M O N H E G A N. Monhegan. Black Earth Lawn Soil. And it's really made for reconditioning. Um, uh, it, it, it's 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 made for reconditioning soil, and I think you'll see that it works really well. Okay, but do you have any um, any suggestions about getting the thousands of spots off of the uh, vinyl? Yes, there there. I want you to spray um, wet and forget. 
Okay, in which we have and we use. Uh, wet and forget. Okay, now one more question about the soil. Now, what we plan to do, because we're not going to put, um, well, we've been here 23 years, so you figure at least 20 years we put layers and layers and layers of uh, mulch. So this is that, that seems to be the problem, the old mulch. Now, what we've done, what we want to do now is we're going to put a few new bushes in, and we're going to use ground cover. And I don't know, and we're going to put a little rock, rocks in there, but I don't know what you actually use for the mulch. Uh, instead of mulch, what can I, you know, what can we use instead of mulch? As a ground cover, I, like to spread yeah. it out. What about a synthetic ground cover? There's a thing called rubber mulch, which is made from okay. which is made from recycled tractor tires, and the color goes all the way through, and it doesn't break down. Okay, and it looks. We won't. Re- and it we looks. You won't need a lot of it. Right. Okay. It looks really nice. Look for rubber mulch. And I think that that way you won't have any of that problem. Nothing will spring to that, and it looks beautiful. And you don't have to redo it every year. You just kind of refresh it a little bit, and it works great. Thanks so much for the phone call. All right, when we come back, the controversy of the beer can chicken solved right here on House Smarts Radio after this report of WGN Radio News. Evidently, there was an article. I think John Cass wrote an article. Then John Williams was talking all about the controversy about Beer can chicken. I was talking to Lindsay. She had no idea what I was talking about because you don't eat meat. You've never, David's never made beer can chicken on the grill? No. Okay. So basically you can buy these stands that look like they have like four little legs and there's a little cylindrical space where you take a beer can. Actually, you know our other Noodle 2 draft top? That would be perfect. You could take the whole lid of the beer can off pop it inside this thing and then you stick the chicken on top of this thing like right up the right up the the rear end of the chicken yep <laughs> right and then you put it on the grill and the whole idea is that the beer gets bubbles mm-hmm. you know on the grill and then that beer taste goes into the chicken and you cook it like in an hour it is delicioso as dora would say but now they're like oh you shouldn't use that because the ink on the can and then people are like oh it doesn't matter and they're back and forth and that's the problem with the world today is that if you don't agree with me you're wrong okay so instead of that how about we just solve the problem with our noodaloo 2 today beer can chicken burst on the barbecue scene around 1995 some saying it's the most simple most flavorful and most tender way to prep your chicken on the barbecue however over the years this way of cooking that old chick has stirred quite the controversy does it even do anything does it add flavor does it overcook the chicken and is it safe well all you beer can chicken naysayers this week's new Tulu 2 might just be for you. This morning, we're talking about the Traeger Chicken Throne. The Traeger Chicken Throne removes the possibility of contamination that could occur with a heated can, but keeps the tried-and-true method of beer can-ish chicken. It kind of looks like a large beaker glass that you used in chemistry class, except this one is made of porcelain. Ah! Which, by the way, is durable and easy to clean because it's dishwasher safe. The flared base makes it much less likely to fall over and spill, keeping the inside of your grill cleaner. 
Pour that beer right in, or whatever you want to use, wine, apple cider, and then perch that bird right up on its throne. Kind of like Monica did with the turkey, except this one's not going to dance. Unless you make it dance. I know! As the bird roasts, the liquid will infuse the meat with the beverage of your choice and will give you the juiciest, most tender chicken bits you'll ever want to eat. Mmm. The Traeger Chicken Throne is made in the USA, prices out around 30 bucks, and makes a great Father's Day gift for any of you barbecue-loving dads. For more information, check out Lou's House Smarts YouTube channel, and be sure to click the subscribe button while you're there. I mean, so here's the thing about the beer can chicken controversy. That little uh, thing that I told you about that holds the beer can in there, it is the biggest pain in the neck to clean when you're done making the chicken because it oozes all the chickenness all over the thing. This porcelain Traeger chicken throne, whatever it's called, it's like a porcelain funnel, upside down funnel. And, and but the you know, the, the, the cylinder part that holds the chicken up is big. And it it kind of is about the size of a can, but you pour whatever you want inside of there. And the interesting thing, what you said I don't think I've ever thought about this, but why couldn't I use apple cider or cherry juice or something like that? Wouldn't that also be something you could do, which I suppose you could figure out how to do it with the other thing, but so easy to clean. Just throw it in the dishwasher. Porcelain. Done. Controversy. (laughs) Solved. Right here on House Smarts Radio. Go to YouTube.com slash House Smarts TV. And you'll see all the information. 30 bucks, great Father's Day gift idea. All right, 857-5574. Lou is our phone number. We'll take, uh, we're broadcasting from the Permaseal Foundation Repair Studios. We'll take a quick break and we'll get back to your calls right after this. You know, I, I, I somebody said, I heard this the other day, it says, never make fun of your wife's choices. Like, never question or make fun of your wife's choices because you were one of them. Right, I love that. Isn't that good? Never make fun. How do you like that? that? Honey? It, it looks great. <laughs> right. Never make fun of it because you were one of them. Eight five seven five five seven four Lou. This is a uh, Paul in Spring Valley. Hey Paul. Good morning. Good morning, Lou. Uh, I've always had uh, gas-powered lawnmowers, and I'm in a market for a, a new lawnmower, and I'm wondering. What your thoughts are on the battery-powered mowers? Amazing. Um, I got to be honest with you. I think that you know, as we as we transition, you know, try to be more eco-friendly and do better for the climate and that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. The there's a bunch of different manufacturers out there. I really like the stuff that Toro has. That 60-volt max that you hear me talk about, they make this unbelievable mower with this big battery that I've been using, and it's terrific. Um, And so, and you know, when you go into these tools, Paul, they'll go for a good 40 minutes on a charge, 50 minutes on a charge. If you get a spare battery... You know, then you can keep going. You keep one on the charger, you switch out the battery, you go. No oil, no fumes, plenty of power. And then you get on one of these, what they call a platform. So then if you decide you want a string trimmer or a blower or something else, the batteries fit all of those tools. 
Okay, I, I noticed that Ace sells this Ego. It's also a very good brand, and they also have a platform as well. So they sell both the Ego and the Toro. And, you know, if you can go there and look at both of them, then you decide which one you want. But they're both very good products. Okay. Are they about the same They're about price? the same. They're about the same price, yeah. Um, you know, some of the features are different. You know, you got to make sure you're comparing apples to ba- apples. Some of them are uh, self-propelled. Some are just push. Um, but I know a lot of people that have used those Eagle mowers and are super happy with them. And the same with the Toro as well. And they're super quiet. They're great. Okay, but you like the Toro better than the Eagle? I like them both equally. It's kind of like my difference between dealer's choice of uh, cellulose and fiberglass. You will not be disappointed. You make the decision of which one you like better. Okay. All right. Thank you for the information. You got it, bud. I appreciate you calling. Good luck. Uh, Appreciate it. I just think that that... All that, uh, the electric-powered stuff is just awesome. It really is terrific. So quiet, so easy to use, plenty of power. It really is terrific. 857-5574, Lou, 857-5574-568. This is Jim in Lindenhurst. Hey, Jim, good morning. You're on House Smarts Radio. Hey, good morning, Lou. How are you? I'm doing great. What's going on? God, I, this is more of a learning experience. When you talk about the covering on top of uh, the floor, you know, the, the vinyl flooring? Yep. Okay, and sometimes you say a mill, and then sometimes you say a millimeter. I just, there's a big difference between a mill and a millimeter. Yeah. Okay. Do I, do I say, uh, mil, do I say millimeter? I, if I, if I, that, I miss, I am misspeaking if I'm saying that because I, I, I should be saying mill. Okay. Well, then at least you know it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Ask me how to spell Renee. R E N E E. See, look, he knows how to spell it. <laughs> yeah. Everybody knows. I, <laughs> hey, uh, Jim, never call this number again. No, I'm kidding. No, you're right. There, there. <laughs> Man, it's not it my day. Everybody's ganging up on me. I just go, here comes the hey, loot dude, train. No, Everybody get on. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, no, come on. Love you, dude. Love you. <laughs> because, okay, I just want to say, you know, when you talk about. You know, ten mil yep. on top of the twenty mil. Loading. Twenty mil as the wear. Twenty mil. I was talking about the the thickness of the wear coating on vinyl flooring, and exactly right. And so the, the a mil. You're right. Is absolutely different than a millimeter. And if I and if I said millimeter, then I misspoke. Okay, because I was just going to explain. I'm a machinist. So oh, I work with love millimeters. it. Yep. Okay. So. You know, when you let's just say ten mil, that's about the thickness of about three sheets of paper. Okay. Now, when you say ten millimeter, that's three eighths of an inch thick. Wow, that'd be a heck of a wear surface. How is yeah, that? How is the uh, how uh, how Jim? Uh, how long have you been a machinist? Oh man, since I was eighteen, so about forty years. So you've had a great career, and is the have you noticed in the industry that you're in? There's a big demand for people to come into that trade. 
Uh, actually, people don't want to get their hands dirty anymore. Right, but and I get that, but you need people to be machinists, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Right, and it's a great career. Yeah, and everybody, you know, nowadays everybody just wants to play on the keyboard. Right. You know? Right. Right. You know, they they don't want to get grease and oil on their hands and stuff. You know, but my, whatever. Uh, I, I, well, I, I mean, my the reason I bring that up is that my uh, my good buddy Mike Jakubowski is an industrial arts teacher out at Hampshire High School, and you know they're certifying okay. all these kids out of high school to go work into manufacturing, you know, machinists or, you know, running uh, CNC machines and that kind of stuff. And right. he just tells me that, you know, right. every, every time he goes to these companies, they're just screaming for people to come work for them. And it's a really good career. It is. You know, I, you know, I did, you know, I went to Lane Tech, you know, and that's how I got into it. You wow. Know? That's Lane awesome. Tech high school. You know, and it's like it, they totally brought me into this machining thing, and it's like totally cool. I love it. Yeah. You know? So, so, buddy, I just wanted to make sure <laughs> that you knew the difference. <laughs> I appreciate the phone call, and I appreciate the information, and um, and how to spell Renee. I really do appreciate that too. <laughs> R e n e e. All right, I'm hanging up on you now. Goodbye. 857-557-4LOU. The news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Don't go away. We'll be right back. (laughs) But uh, you're saying the Denver Nuggets, and I'm not going to put you on the spot here, but the Denver Nuggets, you know, first, if they were to win, to be the first ever championship, Mm -hmm. I'd be curious to know, like within the major leagues of of sports, Mm -hmm. right, what teams have never won. Is it a lot? Yeah, there's quite a few. I mean, you got to think about, too, there's some some recent history with some teams that have just uh, come out of the scene, so to speak, uh, expansion teams like, uh, sure. you know, uh, just thinking off the top of my head. Well, you know, it drives me crazy that, like, the the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, I mean, they come into the league. And the Kraken league. have yeah. been in the league for 30 seconds, and they're, you know, competing for the Stanley Cup. Yeah, I mean, the Marlins and the, the Diamondbacks come into the league, and they both win championships and, uh, right. in, in baseball. But, you know, you t- think of teams like the Cleveland Browns, and you think never. about teams like the, the Minnesota Vikings. Never. Who have never won. Wow. At least the Super Bowl. You know, the, right. The, uh, the Browns have won championships, but they have not won a Super Bowl. Right, right, right. Uh, so I mean, there, there's quite a few, and like the NBA, it must be like yeah, like the Memphis Grizzlies haven't won, the right, Pacers right, haven't right. won, um, right. you know, just to, just to name a couple. So I, I think that you, you think about, I like, the, I, I want to root for Jimmy Butler, but then I'm kind of rooting yeah. for Denver. Like, okay, you never won. Come on, Jokic you know? is so good. God, he's so good. He is so. And the the best part about him is if you can't rally. And like this guy, you're going to have a problem rallying like an anybody. I mean, he, he is. Just I saw hilarious. some video. I saw some video of him leaving the game. Um, it must have been, it must have been in Denver. Mm-hmm. And he's in a suit, you know, leaving the game, and he's holding his daughter's. He's got a little bitty daughter, and he's holding her hand, walking out. It yeah. is the sweetest thing. He's like this ginormous man. <laughs> he's huge, right? <laughs> and he's like leaning over because he's got this cute little daughter who's I don't know, maybe two. And it is the sweetest, loveliest thing you ever want to see. Yeah. And for a big guy, he is multidimensional. This is a guy that triple doubles are that kind of come to him in his sleep. Unbelievable. So Yeah, he is something to watch. A lot of fun. Yeah. 
Good stuff. All right. 857-5574, Lou, 857-557-4568. Let's go back to the phone lines here and help some people out. This is uh, Carl in Naperville. Hey, Carl, good morning. You're on House Marts Radio. Good morning, Lou. Happy anniversary. Oh, thank you very much. How may I help you this morning? Well, since it's your anniversary, I got a twofer for you. Okay. Number one, uh, garage siding I've been asked to help fix and... Gee, it looks like it's deteriorating from the roof not being in proper shape. And uh, wondering if there's a kit to determine uh, asbestos in this material. This is a thin quarter-inch type uh, cement board. Um, you got that radio? Can you turn that radio down for me, my friend? Oh, yeah. I could turn it off. Even even better. Um so there's not a kit that you're going to like immediately test it, but there is a kit that you can buy um, at the hardware store. It's a company called Pro Lab makes a kit. You can take a sample of the siding, drop it in an envelope okay. that they and it's so the whole thing will cost you about forty dollars for the the scientific analysis and the kit and everything. And within, I believe yeah. not. I believe now they just email you the results, uh, so it can be even oh. quicker. I think, and um, that way you can determine whether or not that it's hazardous or not. Because you really can't with asbestos. It's very difficult to with older older material. You know, I I've, I learned over the years you can't just look at it and go, oh, that's asbestos. You have to get it tested to find out. Right. Right. The other option is to send to the county health department, I guess. Correct. The, the extension would probably do it as well. Um, that might take okay. a little longer, uh, but probably cost you less. Yeah, you carry this at Ace, this kit? They do. They do. It's under the ProLab brand, and it's an asbestos kit. Okay, fantastic. Second item. I went online checking. Uh, I have a request to help someone finish a basement. And in the past, since I'm old school, we would put a film on, on the wall and then stud and uh, fiberglass in between the studs. Now, today's uh, technique seems to use the fi- uh, f- foam board. Mm, so uh, the, Are they the, fi- the film that you said old school would not be something I would recommend. So if you were going to finish a basement... What I have done in the past and have had great results with is you would stud out the area. You would leave about a half-inch gap between the backside of the studs and the cement you know, foundation wall or whatever the foundation wall is made of. Then you would use a craft-faced insulation that would go into the stud walls but not touch the, or, you know, uh, don't touch the insulation to the to the foundation wall. I want oh. air back there to move around. But the craft okay. face, the paper, is going to be your vapor barrier for the warm side of the building, or the warm side of the room, rather, not to permeate into that space. But if you were ever going to get any moisture or anything coming from the foundation wall, it would have some air circulation back there to dry out. Okay, uh, so if you use the fiberglass with the with the paper on it, would that be what your suggestion? 
that is your vapor barrier, and that goes on the warm side of the room. Yeah. So you're going to see the paper when you install it. Oh, okay. Okay. Very good. All right, sir. Thank you so much. You got it. Have a great day. Appreciate you calling this morning. 857-557-4LU. Hey, it's time to hear from Lindsay about what's new over at Builder Supply Outlet. Uh, You know, if you have the black or the green stains on your roof, right, and uh, second-story siding, patios, deck, you should pick up Wet and Forget's Extreme Reach Hose End. You simply attach the nozzle to the garden hose, and you're ready to go. The Extreme Reach hose end sprays up to 30 feet, making it so much easier to clean outdoors. You just spray it on and wet it and forget it. There's no scrubbing, no rinsing, no dealing with pressure washers. Then, every time it rains, Wet and Forget gently cleans the surface for you. Now, Wet and Forget is bleach-free, so you can apply it to just about any surface, virtually. Brick, stucco, stone, outdoor fabrics, concrete vinyl, and more. Each bottle cleans up to a whopping 2,000 square feet. How about this? Make outdoor cleaning easy. Pick up a bottle of Wet and Forget Extreme Reach Hose End at your participating Ace Hardware, Meyer, Blaine's Farm and Fleet, or visit wetandforget.com to find a store near you. What did you go see? Well, it's actually not a movie. It's a show. And I told you and your wife about it the other day in a text. But have you seen Jury Duty on Amazon Prime? Juries? Jury duty. No. It is such a unique show, and so funny. It's th- eight episodes, thirty minutes. It's um. They take a that group is of people. like your sweet spot because you only have thirty minutes. Totally right. But I couldn't stop watching it. I had, like watched it all in one. So day. what is the premise, movie um, reviewer? The premise is, uh, it's a group of people that are set up to look like they're going to be on this jury duty, um, and go through like, a whole trial in a real trial. Well, they're all actors except for one person who thinks the whole thing is real. Oh. Oh, my gosh. It is so funny. I highly suggest taking the time. So, like, the actors all know, the actors all, they have a script. Kind of, but it's all, like, improv because the guy that doesn't know it's real, that doesn't know it's all fake, you know, could... They, he keeps like throwing spins out there, and then so these people have to play off of him. And one of the actors is actually James Marsden, who plays himself. So like he thinks, you know, he's like it's oh, like, it like takes place I'm in LA. on the jury duty. I'm it's right. Well, my gosh, it that's is, James Marsden. He's on right. the jury, right? It's so funny. I highly recommend it. All right, one more time. What's it called? Jury duty on Amazon Prime. All right, eight five seven five five seven four Lou eight five seven. Five five seven four five six eight is our phone number, and uh, I want to remind you too. We've got another Toro giveaway that uh, you can go to wgnradio.com slash contests to win the Toro sixty volt max fourteen inch sixteen inch brushless string trimmer. They're going to help you take advantage of taking back your yard this summer. You could win this by going to wgnradio.com slash contest. Battery powered string trimmer lets you choose from fourteen inch to 16-inch cut with variable speed options. The comfort grip handles, easy to hold, less vibration. It's designed to handle the thickest grass and toughest weeds and no around with the Toro Brushless String Trimmer. It's a no-hassle, quick-feed line. Just thread it and shred it. Go to wgnradio.com slash contest. This contest ends Friday, June 30th, 11.59 p.m. Central Time. 
857-557-4. Lou, this is Judy in Glenview. Hi, Judy. Yes. You're on House Smarts Radio. Hi, Lou. Um, I got a quick question for you, actually two of them. Okay. The first one is, I know over the years I've listened to you about decks and staining and that. I'm having a new cedar deck put in next week, and I can't remember the name of the deck stain that you recommend. Or And I think you said to wait a while before staining it. Well, in particular with the cedar, um, you know, there's a bunch of tannin oils in there, and I would like you to let that dry out a little bit. I mean, here's the thing. When they get done, Judy, with that cedar deck, you're absolutely going to love how it looks. And you're going to be like, oh, I wish I could keep that color and the, you know, variation in the color and the brown and the red, but it will eventually gray. So okay. if, if, if you're doing the deck next week, okay, then I would stain the deck in the fall. Okay. And in the fall, who, who, are you going to have someone do it or are you going to do it? Um, it depends. <laughs> well, in the fall... You're going to clean the deck, uh, you know, and it may it, it may just be, just use a, you, you don't necessarily have to use a power washer, but you know, depending on how dirty it gets, but clean it with a brush, you know, a broom and some deck cleaner, and then you're going to lightly sand all the surfaces that look up at the sky. So the flat surfaces in particular on the deck to open up the wood fibers, and then the stain okay. that I always speak of that I really like is a stain called penifin. P E N P E N O F I N. Okay. And it's a rosewood oil based deck stain, and you'll, you know, choose the color that you like in the you know, but it's gonna it's gonna give you're gonna do a semi transparent, so it'll see the you'll see the graining and it's the color um and um that's really going to protect the cedar down the line. Excellent. Thanks. My other quick question is, on my concrete driveway, the space between the slabs, it's about a half an inch thick, and it keeps collecting soil and then weeds. Okay. Is there anything I can put in there, in that crack, to prevent this? So what I would do is because you know the those slabs move a little bit and yeah. um if you were to go buy a cu- how many um how many of these seams are we talking about two okay if you go to like a garden center um and buy a bag or two of crushed limestone okay dig out all those weeds okay Spray mm-hmm. spray the weeds with a organic weed killer called Burnout by Bonide. Okay. Then you're going to pour the crushed limestone into these cracks and then get a little piece of wood, like half inch thick, and tamp it down so okay. that you kind of compact it. And then pour a little more in there until you get a nice and consistent... The limestone will kind of match the look of the concrete, but then with the crushed limestone, it'll stay inside that crack, help keep the weeds, you know, that keeps the the sun from hitting the dirt and the weeds shouldn't grow 
or very limited. And, um, you know, maybe a couple weeks from now, you may have to add a little more of the stone and compact it down and it should look nice. And, um, it'll allow for a little expansion contraction in the concrete as well. Excellent. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. Enjoy this beautiful day today. You too. Thanks. 857-557-4, Lou, 857-557-4568. Real quick, it's been super dry, and uh, I know a lot of us, uh, maybe our lawns aren't looking great for those of you that have a sprinkler system. You know, we're going to get to this point where sooner or later some of the municipalities put um, restrictions on water. But um, while you want to keep the grass looking good, pay attention to the bushes and the trees, too. Um, They need a little bit of water. Take the hose. Give it, you know, right by, if you've got even established trees or bushes, put the thing there for even just 20 minutes on a slow, you know, stream just to soak that a little bit. And if you did that, I don't know, once a week even, that's going to help, you know, the, the stress of these trees and these bushes because that's this. The grass will always come back. I know it may look bad now, but I'm more concerned with the more expensive stuff that would, you know, if the trees really are starving for water or bushes in particular, move that hose around a little bit, add a little water. It will make a huge difference. All right. I know Father's Day is coming up, and uh, we talked a little bit about the the uh, beer can chicken solution, which we was our noodleoo two from Traeger. But I also found this company based out of Romeoville that makes all these smokeless fire pits and a whole lot more. That conversation coming up after this report of WGN Radio News with Dave Schwann. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, as your kids age and they come, become adults, that's one of the most important things. However, I was sniffing around and I found this uh, website, uh, a company called Blue Sky Outdoor Living, and maybe, I don't know, I could go for something like this. Joining me on the phone line is Dennis Hale, who is the president of Blue Sky Outdoor Living. Dennis, good morning, and welcome to House Smarts Radio. Good morning, Lou. Thanks for having me. I, I mean, I, I really don't want anything, but I have to tell you, when I poke around on your website and I look at all the stuff that you guys uh, sell and carry, uh, it's quite inspirational. Um, I have to start somewhere. Let, let's talk about the fire pits uh, that you folks uh, offer at Blue Sky Outdoor Living. Yeah, thanks. So, so we have a smokeless fire pit. Um, we have many different versions. We have portable versions, which are great for tailgating. We have patio versions. We have larger patio versions um, and the whole gamut. And, and the neat thing is they emit very, very little smoke to no smoke and no embers. So you can actually sit around a smokeless fire pit enjoy the night, roast some s'mores, enjoy your kid, enjoy your family, and not have to take a shower before you go to bed. <laughs> well, and what's interesting, you know, that whole kind of concept, um, and, and I mean, I'm not going to tell you anything you don't know, but in the design of how you made these pits, right, it's all about how the air comes in and, and gets that fire a little bit hotter, right, so that the smoke is not an issue. Correct. Yeah, so what happens is it sucks the wood the double wall construction and then it sucks the air flow in when the when the fire heats up and the, the burn cage really starts to get warm then it sucks the air flow in through the double wall heats the air as it goes up that double wall chamber and then there's holes that emit the oxygen back in reigniting the flame yeah and the result is a gorgeous flame that burns anywhere between 1200 and 1400 degrees wow i mean you're going to make a s'more in like 
two seconds, but but you have all you have all you have, yeah you have all different sizes available. Uh, there um, there is it like a uh, is it like a powder coat finish on most of what you sell? Is that what I'm seeing? No, it's a it's a a liquid dip, um, high temperature paint, UV resistant finish. And one of the things that's most exciting is you offer officially licensed team logos kind of cut into the steel. Can you talk about that and what you offer? Sure. So we are the exclusive provider, and they have the exclusive NFL and NHL license for fire pits. Um, So we have all the teams for both the NFL and the NHL, as well as we have the Army license as well. So they have been great for tailgating, great for the backyard, and fantastic for Father's Day gifts. Yeah, I mean, it's really, really nice. And, um, you know, I'm looking at some of the the stuff on your website, which is blueskyoutdoorliving.com. And um, it it, it appears like you've laser cut, right, the the logos into the metal. Is that right? Yeah, so we, we laser cut the logos. And then what we do is we backfill that laser cut uh, on the patio pits, we we and even the the portable pits, we backfill it with the color that coordinates to the logo. Yeah, uh, I really I really like the the license stuff. It's such a great uh, idea for um, a Father's Day gift for just anybody. If it's a fan or whatever, um, I noticed that you, you, like you said, you have every single team. I mean. You know, we have Packer fans that listen to. I guess if the Packers want to go there, they can get that as well. But uh, you know, here in Chicago, they're usually the lowest selling ones. <laughs> <laughs> See, we at least we have that, right? Um, but um, but you're also into a bunch of other stuff uh, at Blue Sky Outdoor Living. I noticed that you have a whole line of outdoor kitchens. Uh, before I go there, okay, you have the pits, the portable pits, but you also do the rings. Which is like a we like an old school metal ring that you can create a fire in that and 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 talk about that because that's very affordable and and really cool. Very affordable. You can get a thirty six inch ring that's twelve inches tall for eighty bucks. Call it, and it has the also the NFL and the NHL and that's the Army awesome. cutouts. And what's really neat about that when the fire gets going, they while the cutouts they have a mesh covering to make sure no embers are popping off to the side. Yeah, but you blazons the logo with the fire. Yeah, so, so they're cool. they're gorgeous when they're when they're burning. That's so cool. Um, all right, so talk to me about the outdoor kitchen. So here I was, you know, poking around on your website, and I was looking, and here you've got these outdoor kitchen cabinets, and even counters, and even faucets and sinks, and and then complete combos uh, to kind of make that outdoor living space um, really really nice, and it's all reasonably priced. Yes, yes. The outdoor kitchen market is exploding, and, and, and it's growing. It's almost growing 40% year over wow. year uh, over the past three years, and expect it to even grow faster. But we have a unique technology in our outdoor kitchen that allows you to have hassle-free assembly with a hinge system. So the cabinet comes essentially fully developed, and you just expand it out, put eight screws on the top, eight screws on the bottom, and you built it. Wow. So it's easy to transport home for the consumers, easy for the retailers to put on their shelf, and easy for the consumer to assemble. I've had a kitchen on my patio for about a year and a half just going through different testing processes, making mm-hmm. sure it's weather proof and it's going to make sure go through a Chicago winter very easily. Yeah. And the 
the happiest thing on my patio that I have is that kitchen sink. Being able to actually wash your hands while you're cooking or wash utensils or even pulling a weed and washing your hands mm. has been huge. That's so cool. What is the, uh, tell me about the countertop. What is that made of? So the countertop is stainless steel and we have a couple different versions. We have a regular counter depth as right. well as we have the bar depth. So you can do an island and put some stools behind it and uh. create a really great entertaining space. That's so cool. All right, one more plug for you. Um, I'm poking around on your website, and then maybe maybe possibly I find a link to even something I like even more, Montezuma. And uh, I go, and sure enough, comes up Father's Day sale, and like these, these amazing toolboxes uh, and chests yep. and all kinds of stuff, but then it's it's more than that. Can you tell me about that? Yeah, it's more than that. So Montezuma is a, a sister brand of ours. And the reality is, is that we really dominate the chest and cabinet market. But one a unique feature of ours is we have a triangle tool chest that allows you to either use it on a tech truck or put it in your garage. And when you open the lid, you can see all the tools at a glance. So cool. And with that, when you close the lid, it locks all the tools in place, which yeah. is great for tech trucks yeah. because you, it can even fall off and all the tools will stay in place. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, the 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 angled toolbox. I've seen them before, and I'm looking at your stuff, and it's so cool. And uh, of course, now I want one. Uh, but but then you also have a whole garage uh, organization system too, right? That's right. The whole idea behind Montezuma is to own the garage wall to wall, floor to ceiling. So we have flooring solutions, we have the tool chest and cabinet solutions, we have wall storage solutions, and we have the garage organization solution. And the garage organization solution offers the same technology as the outdoor kitchens that allows you to build a whole 10 foot section in about an hour. Um, and that's where we have the hinge folding system that allows 16 screw assembly on each cabinet and you're done. So cool. Uh, really, really, uh, nice stuff. You guys are, uh, you're out of Romeoville and I know that your uh, parent uh, company, the headquarters is Vancouver. So it's all, uh, you know, North American based, which is kind of cool. Um, Dennis, where do yep. people go find more information about whether it's the licensed fire pits or the outdoor kitchens or even the Montezuma stuff? So you can go to blueskyoutdoorliving.com or montezumastorage.com. Dennis Hale is the president of Blue Sky Outdoor Living. Dennis, I really do appreciate you uh, taking time this morning and uh, continued success to you and your team. Thanks, Lou. Appreciate the time. You're listening to House Marts Radio with me, Lou Manfredini. Our phone number is 857-5574, Lou, 857-557-4568. We'll take a quick break, and we'll be back right after this. Um, I just want to say, first of all, your show is so incredibly invaluable. Oh. And I thank you so much for doing this. Thank I learned you. so much. Um, my question is, is um, we experienced an invasion of the raccoons fall our spring and we did they did get into our attic and we were chasing them out with peppermint spray and uh it, it seemed to be working but one man we now have them out to our, our roof it, it's astronomical it turns out our insurance uh dropped any animal damage and never told us Oh, good times. But I had a contractor out, and he informed me that 
when we clear out that attic or get someone to do it, they have to find the placenta from the raccoon because it will be a beacon up to four miles for years for any raccoon looking for a safe place. Wow, it's like the it's like that, the it's like the bat light uh, for Commissioner Gordon. Exactly, it's kind of it's pretty close to what he said. Wow, and, um, I, I mean, I, I've never I've never heard that, but I suppose it makes sense. Yeah, with all the contractors I've had here, none of them have mentioned that, and this was the first one who did, and I was like. You know, he was suggesting getting someone from a pest control. Yeah. You know, there's a there's a there's one that you hear on WGN radio a lot. Uh, I, I did business with them years and years ago, long before there were an advertiser called Rose Pest Control. And okay. um, and they would probably be someone that um, could help you. Great. Thank you so much. Yeah, I was curious if anybody's ever heard of that before. I haven't heard. Um, I haven't heard of the placenta thing. I'm not an animal expert, but I um, mean, it, it doesn't. The, the fact that you've had this infestation before. I mean, you got to get that. You know, you have to get that problem fixed, and you got to keep them away. Do, are there any? Um, were the raccoons were coming near? Are there trees that hang over the house? Unfortunately, yes. Both my husband and I uh, are what were called essential workers. And for two and a half, three years, we've been so busy, we had just no time to keep up on anything. Mm-hmm. So We're now in the process of taking all these small trees from those little whirly propeller seeds. Yeah. Uh, neighbor has those trees, and they just, everywhere they mean, they grow trees. Right. And if they get up control and they were able to get up and we're taking all that down yeah i mean any anything you can do you know to keep um anything hanging over where they can get to that roof area that will be helpful right because i've been warned by by this one contractor says no matter how much work you do how much you you repair they're going to come back and just dig right in because they're going to be able to smell that right right. for For sure for sure so, okay. Well, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. And thank you for the kind kind words about the show. I really appreciate you listening every Saturday. It's wonderful. I don't miss it. Thank you so much. Have a great day. 857-557-4568. Evidently, I need to sing the uh, uh, Old Crow Medicine uh, song, right? And uh, we're going to talk to Rick in Johnson City, Tennessee. Hey, Rick, you're on House Smarts Radio. Good morning and happy anniversary to you, Mr. Liu. Thank you very much. How may I help you, sir? Um, well, uh, first-time caller, long-time listener, as they say on radio. Um, I have a crawl space where we moved into a house five years ago down here. There's a crawl space. We had it uh, encapsulated because we live in, the, well, eastern Tennessee, mm. and it's wet and humid and full of critters. Right. And... The door they used was a piece of um, plywood sheathing. You know, what they used to use on old houses and stuff is probably three-eighths of an inch. They just tacked it on to the crawl space. And since we spent, you know, 5000 on the with the dehumidifier and the encapsulation and all that, we kind of want to make it so that it's not going to be warping. And since I live here 
and we don't have access to marine-grade plywood readily. I wonder if I can use three-eighth or half-inch plywood and fiberglass it and then keep it from warping. Is this door, is it on the, so the crawl space access it's is on, on the outside. It's on the outside. And so there is yeah. some sort of cutout. Is your foundation down there, is it, uh, yes. is it blocked? It's brick. It's, it's block. It's block. And so there's a cutout that now yes. is, oh, okay. Um, well, you could and do. It's, 30, it's like 30 by 30. Right. You could do that, but they also do make, um, you can probably get a steel access door. That'd to, be better. To fit. Um, there's a company that makes steel access doors called Bilco. B-I-L-C-O. Bilco Doors. Now, Bilco Doors, what most people think about is like the anti-M, go in the basement, here comes the tornado, you know, where you open it up and you go the stairs outside. But I believe that they also make steel access doors for exactly what you're doing, and they probably will even custom make it, but if it's 30 by 30, I bet they have that in stock. I mean, it should be, you know, it's easy, and it's like, you know, realistically, because of the block, I mean, it's framed yeah, in with, right, you know, two-by-fours. Right, right, right. But it's like you put a piece of uh, some form of uh, foam insulation or something to keep it so that it's even more impervious from mice and that kind of stuff right, getting in there. Right, I would do I would do that instead of fiberglassing a piece of plywood. 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 Right. That's fine. Bilco, now, B- the other go, thing go is, online. B-I-L-C-O. Correct. Yeah, the other thing is, is a lot of the now old school hardware stores down here are getting bought up by Ace. And the other day I was making a blueberry pie and destroyed the oven. And I'd heard you last weekend talking to some lady where she ended up trying to clean it. And so I ended up, couldn't not find Superzilla. Well, I went to an Ace Hardware here got the Superzilla. I'm in line and telling them they're why, you know, thinking I'm going to be needing this for some kind of heavy duty lubricate lubrication. So there are all these people in line. I'm saying, no, I'm buying it because I'm going to clean my oven with it. <laughs> and it's like, they, I said, I listened to Lou Manfredini and these people are going, who's that? <laughs> <laughs> you ought to make a trip down here because it's, there's like probably five or six hardware stores that have been turned over to become eight. Yeah. And one really, one really neat one is in Irwin, Tennessee, which is a cute, neat little town right on the base of the western parts of the mountains. Wow. Right on the North Carolina, Tennessee border. Sounds Gorgeous, beautiful. Sounds town. beautiful. I'll come down you know, there. So I'll, I'll come down there and give those people a piece of my mind. <laughs> That'd be good. That'd be good. And have some really good barbecue. Even better. I appreciate the phone call. Thank you so much. The news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Don't go away. And Lindsay, people are making a lot of fun of me. I'm not spelling things correctly and um, not saying things right. People are making fun of me. I said the name of the place was Teats Nursery, and I <laughs> laughed and said, you don't think that's how you say it? And she said, anything but that. And so we got the number of the place, and uh, but uh, Bob Ferguson called, and he said that Lindsay tried calling, and it just rang. And he said, well, if you lay long enough, there's voicemail. They say they open up at 8.30, so we're going to see if we can get the right name. So, so we're just calling the nursery in Waverly, Iowa, that sells the Monhegan Black Earth Lawn Soil. Gee, this is Val. May I help you? Oh, hi. What's your first name? 
Val. Val. Val, we were just calling because do you carry, do you happen to carry the Coast of Maine uh, Monhegan Blend Black Earth Lawn Soil? Ooh, we do Coast of Maine, but we don't have that one. Oh, you don't? Black? What's it, what's it called? It's called Monhegan Blend Black Earth. I have not even heard of that particular one. We've got some different ones, but not by that Coast of Maine. No. And then, can I just ask you because we were talking? Uh, how, how do I pronounce the name of the nursery? That's a family name, right? Yeah, it's Teat. Teat Nursery. Teat Nursery. Okay, yep. but you do carry Coast of Maine products. We we have some. We don't have a whole lot left, but we've we have some selling and we out. Can get pretty Sell- much everything you want. Perfect. I love it. All right. Well, thank you so much. You bet. Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh-huh. Bye. Bye. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hello. Is now when I get the apology? Is this now when I would get the apology <laughs> about the teats? Yeah. Teats. Teats Nursery, Waverly, Iowa. I Evidently, just, we have false advertising because they do not have the Monhegan <laughs> lawn soil. Well, I'm waiting. But they've got Coast of Maine. Yeah, I'm waiting. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That you made fun of me. I wasn't making fun of you. <laughs> I was behind you all the way. Thank you, Andy. Andy can stay. Dave can stay. You're done. (laughs) Oh, don't do that. All right. Oh, my God. Everybody thinks she's so mean. (laughs) Or she's so nice. She is so mean. (laughs) Teach Nursery, Waverly, Iowa. Salute. (laughs) Now I have to find out where Waverly is. Well, I don't know. Just go there. They got plenty of Costa Maine. They got plenty of it. She got sounded, plenty of it right Waverly. there. <laughs> Waverly. Wow. Right. Right. Then when I said to her, when I go, you know, the Bloomington ad, and I go, go to Lenny's. She goes, it's Lenny's. She makes fun of me all the time. <laughs> not this is she's not nice. She's not a nice person. 857-557-4Lou. 857-557-4568 is our phone number. Let's go back to the phone lines now and talk with uh, Pam who is in Hammond, Indiana. Hi, Pam. You're on House Smarts Radio. Good morning. Hi there, Pam. I'm so sorry. Hi there, Lou. I'm so very nervous. Oh, Pam, so, Pam it's just so you scared. and I. It's just you and I. Come on. I'm so scared. Why are you so scared? So, it's my nature. Tell me, Pam, so, tell me a little bit about yourself, Pam. Where'd you grow up? Uh, hi, Gary, Indiana. In Highland, Indiana, oh, Hammond, nice. Indiana. Nice. And now you live in Hammond, and you like Hammond. Yes. Very nice. I do. Good. I'm where, so where, where, okay, where'd I'm, you I'm where, right. Where'd you go to high school, Pam? Uh, Highland High School. Highland High School. Very nice. Good. All right. Yeah. Well, how can I help you this morning? Okay. This is regarding television reception. In 2010, I, when we did the digital changeover, I put the antenna in my in my um, attic. Yep. I had cable at the time, had it for about five years after that and canceled it, just don't want to pay for it anymore. Uh, Two or three years after that, the picture started to break up a little bit. It's gotten worse since then. This past September, pretty much all my channels disappeared, but I still do get a few in. I auto-program the TV maybe three to ten times a day. Uh, Pictures come in sometimes. Most of them don't come in. What do I do after this? and when I did install the antenna in the in the attic, uh, I bought the amplifier. It's got the big block plug-in into the wall, and at the end it's got the gold piece that has coax receptors in it. And then when the picture started to break up 
past September, I opened the box again and see there's a plate in here that's about three by five inches, and it's got a receptor for the coaxial cable. I don't know if I was supposed to put that in originally, and now I'm a little scared to do it because the directions say, well, don't put this in an enclosed area, you know, which would be the attic, I assume. Mm. Uh, you know, Pam, so anyway, well, Pam, Pam want- let me ask you this. How, the television yeah. that you're using, how old is that? I'm going to guess approximately six to seven years old. Okay, is it like a flat screen TV type of deal? It is. Okay. Yes, this is just a little 13-inch. Oh, that's all? Yeah. It's not this giant TV? Correct. Okay. Right. This and, one's in the bedroom, so I don't need a big TV. So this is so. This is the problem you're having is only in the bedroom. Like, do you have yeah. other? Do you have other TVs? Yes, one in the living room, and no cable on that either. But it looks like it's got some kind of antenna that looks like it's the size and shape of a clipboard, flat clipboard. The TV in the living room. Yes. And that one works fine. Mm-hmm, yeah. And is your bedroom on a second story, or is it a, or are you in a ranch home? Uh, I think it's a ranch, which I think means a basement, a main floor, and an attic. Okay. So my point is, um, maybe what you do is it could be that that TV is just not compatible with all the wire. You know, you've got so much wiring going on. Maybe what you do, so you're in Hammond, and you're pulling the TV stations out of where? Like, what TV Uh, do you listen to? Or what TV do you watch in Hammond? I'm I'm not really sure what you mean. I In other mean, words, the lo- the the, lo- the local channels that you get are they from? Are you from South Bend or are you getting Chicago stations? Oh, Chicago, Chicago, and okay. I want Chicago. Okay, so how about we just buy a digital TV antenna that you put in the bedroom and you screw to the back of the TV? It's also flat, about the size of a clipboard. And it comes with uh-huh. double-sided tape that you're just going to stick to the wall. Well, what you're going to do is you're going to screw it to the back of your TV into the coax cable. You're going to program your channels, and you're going right. to move. You're going to move that antenna around. It comes with, I think, with a little stand that you can put on the counter. Or if all of a sudden you're like putting it right here, in a perfect world, you put it by a window. But right. that will give you all the channels you want. Okay, and what is it called again? A digital... It's a digital TV antenna, okay? We did one. Uh-huh. There's a, a RCA makes this multi-directional digital HD TV outdoor antenna that... Uh-huh. Uh, let's see, you're in Hammond. So do you have a wall of your house that faces northwest? Yes, yes. Okay, well, this... RCA multi-directional digital HD outdoor antenna you would hang on the wall outside of the house and run the cable through the wall and you'll get Canadian channels it works so well uh okay so that means I'd have to call somebody and start drilling through no that's well, what I'm or 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 they also if you go to the hardware store they mm-hmm. will have these little HD antennas that you can put on and they work great Okay, so that just goes that just that goes in your bedroom, and now that TV oh. will have its own antenna. No drilling, okay. no nothing, and they have about, I believe, the ones you put inside the home 
have something like a 35-mile radius, or not radius, but yeah. Uh, right. And so as the crow flies from Hammond, you're looking right at the Sears Tower. Right. So the but the RCA multi-directional that's the one where that you would do the whole that would do the whole house the RCA one that I'm talking about that's in your bedroom will do that one all all day and just try it save the box if it doesn't right. work you can return it just put it back in the box okay RCA multi-directional antenna at the hardware store okay I'll give it a try thank you so much for taking your time with me Lou thank you my pleasure Pam I appreciate you calling this morning 857-5574 Lou we'll take a quick break and we'll be back right after this Kim what's a word that you like to say or hear Kukuzian Vicky Kukuzian I like the way she says it I'm Vicky Kukuzian it is fun to hear yeah. isn't it John Williams every time I listen afterwards I always go Kukuzian that's my favorite word right now weekdays 10 to 2 on WGN Oh my gosh, do you have those hard to heat or cool spots in your home? Most homeowners do. Maybe it's an addition, a converted basement, or a four-season room, or maybe, well, your system's just too small for your large house, or maybe you have a window unit and you're sick of the hassle and the noise and the high energy bills. Whatever the case may be, Mitsubishi Electric Heating and Air Conditioning has the solution. Yeah, that's right, Mitsubishi Heating and Air Conditioning. They've been in the heating and cooling game for a very long time, Mitsubishi Electric heat pumps are a better way to heat and cool any room in any home. They use continuous air circulation, provide continuous air filtration for the removal of pollutants, smoke, odors, allergens, bacteria, and more. And there's no burning of fossil fuels in your home. Plus, your Mitsubishi electric heat pump system may qualify for a tax credit of up to $2,000. Mitsubishi electric heating and air conditioning, keeping your home both clean and green, for more information, visit getacomfyhome.com. Uh, I got a question. We have solar panels. I've got a, a ranch house, but I refuse to go on ladders anymore. The age thing, you know. Understood. Uh, and uh, I got solar panels that have kind of a residual dirt on them from, I don't know, from everything, uh, trees, everything else. And I'm wondering, is there something that I can put on a hose and, get up there, you know, maybe on a stepladder, and uh, hose them down with right. without going on the roof to squeegee them all. Are you, uh, is There's it a... 32 panels. Is it a ranch home? Yeah, it's a ranch home. Okay. Before I give you the, the thing that's going to help you clean it, how long have you had the solar panels? Uh, about four years. And? And I love them. You love them. So, I, I have, so you know, because here... I have a $17, I have about an average of a $17 bill from October to, uh, or from May to about October. So did you take, can I, may I ask you a couple questions about this? Because I get a lot of things about solar panels because I'm, I'm always, I'm always telling people you really got to do the math. So did you buy them? Was it, it's like some, did you do some deal where they installed them, blah, blah, yeah. blah, or what was the... Yeah, there was... There, there was a deal that was put on, and this was done by a company called Solgen, okay. who apparently has lost their their contract in Illinois because of uh, uh, they lost their whole crew, and they're based out of Washington. And uh, you know, but they stand behind it, and we had those panels put up, and they cost us about a hundred dollars a month uh, over the course of the year. For uh, 
I think now I'm down to about eight years. Okay, so in and other words, you fi- so you fi- so my- so you financed them. They're a hundred bucks a month for yeah. all the panels, but you said your right. electric bill is not seventeen dollars a month. Yes, seventeen dollars a month. Wow. For you know, not the whole year because with snow load and and lack of light in the winter time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we don't get that. All right, but our highest bill last year, I think, was about fifty nine dollars. And you're and you're a believer. I'm a strong believer. Plus, you know, we're not supporting fossil fuel and all. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. No, I love it. I mean, that, I, I just, I just ask you for your opinion because I get a lot of people asking me about that if it's worth the investment, and it's always good to talk to somebody to hear about their experience. All right, you're going to buy a bottle of Wet and Forget Extreme Reach Hose End. Okay, that was. I've got some of that. And I was questioning in my mind whether that's a good thing to be putting on the glass. It's not going to matter. Or it's there's not gonna... another product that I had heard about, Windex. No. That's got a, a faint site now. The problem with the wind... So the thing is, is that that dust and all that dirt is organic. And the thing with the wet and forget, yes. it kills the organic material. So you're going to spray it, start at the top, you know, it'll reach 30 feet. You may not even have to get up on a ladder at all. Spray it. Yeah. Wet it. Forget it. What? Here's what I would do. I'd love for you to do it in the evening when the sun is not high. So mm-hmm. it doesn't dry out so quickly. Okay. Right? So do it at, you know, do it at 7 o'clock at night. It's only going to take you 20 minutes. Yeah. And you're, done, right. and you're done. And in two weeks, you're going to see it's going to be so much cleaner. Excellent. I, we think it'll like... I've met you in the past, and you served other problems for me on my ranch house. But, awesome. Uh, well, I, I appreciate the information on the solar panels, and good luck with the project. I hope it goes well. 9.31 in the morning. Hey, are we going to do our Just Text Me segment after the news? We sure are. Oh, <clears throat> You all right? Excuse me. There you go. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, let's head into the WGN Radio Newsroom and check in with Dave Schwann. You fall in love with them, right? And you say, oh, Lindsay, you're so beautiful. It's sort of, hey, when's your birthday? Oh, it's... Whatever day. It's, yeah. And then you're like, that's my birthday. <gasps> right? It's fate. I mean, the one thing is, you'd never forget the birthday. <laughs> True. And you right? Just get it all done. Get it all shot. out of the way. Like, oh, it's my birthday. It's your birthday. Happy birthday, John and Lori. 857-5574-LU. What is, uh, what is, how about a text, a couple text okay. messages this morning? How about it? Uh, this first one. Is it okay to paint stucco? My stucco guy tells me no, but maybe he doesn't want to lose the business. <laughs> what about ceramic elastomeric coating? Wow. Well, there's an old, there's a company that's been around forever, Chicago Stucco, and they're still around. And when they drive around in their trucks, it says, don't paint your stucco. Um, because... The problem is once you can, here's the thing, you can paint anything, then it becomes how long do you want it to last? And if you paint stucco, you now have a painted surface. It's not embedded in the stucco itself. There is a cementitious paint that you can use on stucco called thorough coat. And that does, in fact, bond with the stucco. And it is a paint, but it's a paint. And so it isn't forever. And so if you decided to use it, you would just know that, you know, depending on moisture infiltration and that kind of stuff, you may get some peeling and patch it back again. So 
There are options out there. You can paint anything. It's a question of how long you want it to last. Next, hey Lou, how do you prevent the beige residue from forming on the top of the drum and lid of the washing machine? I I leave the lid open after doing a load. My washer and dryer are not in the damp basement. They are on the first level by the kitchen. It's really problematic from the manufacturers. Whatever they're making these uh, um, rubber gaskets out of, there's this discoloration that occurs. And I think that it has something to do with the makeup of the rubber that they're using and the detergent. And there's some kind of chemical reaction that's going on. I'm no scientist, but I think that's what's going on. Um, What I would use, and it's probably some... What I would use is Concrobium mold control as a cleaner just to make sure it's not mildew or mold. Spray it on, leave it wet, let it dry, and see if you can brush it off. Um, My guess is you won't because I think it's a chemical reaction to the rubber itself that they use. But um, if you spray it on there, let it dry, and then scrub it with a uh, nylon, stiff nylon brush, that's probably the best it's going to get. But at least you know it's not mildew and mold because it'll kill it on that porous, semi-porous surface, and at least you know that's not going into your laundry whatsoever. How about one more? Uh, one more, an easy one. Um, what is the ultrasonic device you use to put in your yard for rodents? I just put it in my raised garden because I have chipmunks that are messing with my garden, and I'm not happy about it. It is called the Bonide Sonic Spike. And you put the batteries in it, or they have a solar-powered one. You put a broomstick to make a hole, and then you drive this in there. And it makes it sound like there is a rodent in distress, which you don't want to be. And they leave it alone, just like that. Right. You're like Mel Blanc. Make the sound, of a, make the sound of, a, of a chipmunk in distress. <laughs> And a water heater that's not sounding so great. And a brass doorknob rolling across a ceramic tile floor. That's what Mel Blanc would do. (laughs) No, that's more like a volcano. (laughs) That was more like a volcano. 857-557-4LOO. 857-557-4568. I think this is Steve in Orland Park. Hey, Steve, you're on House Smarts Radio. We wanted to say... Thanks, Lou. I had a, I had a, a call a while back, and we had a problem with the rattling of the pipes, Lou. And your suggestion worked perfectly to get the air out. And we just wanted to thank you on behalf of my family and myself. Thank you so very much for that most helpful advice. Wow, you're a good man. You can call any time. I really appreciate that. That's very nice. I love it when I give advice. Remember. Remember, there's a rule here when you call into the radio show. If I give you advice and it works, feel free to call anytime. If I call, if I give you advice and it doesn't work, never call here again. No, I'm kidding, because I do want to know. If it doesn't work, we're going to come up with the answer together and make sure that we can solve the problems. The whole idea is we want to help you whenever we can and uh, work through this stuff together. A lot of times, you know, the thing that I've learned when it comes to working on homes, I think that so many of you are just worried about making it worse, you know, like you'll, um, I, I, I give you an example. I was, uh, my daughter's moving back, uh, Carmen's moving back to Chicago and she's moving into Evanston. And I went to the house that she's moving into and the front spigot on the house 
I was there one evening because we put some grass seed down, and the front spigot wasn't on because it had a valve on the inside of the house. And I went to go turn the valve on to get the water to go on, but it was so, I don't think it had been turned on in a long time. And it was late in the evening, and it was late in the evening, and I blew the room away. Anyway, I went to go pull the handle, and I did not have any of my plumbing tools with me. I had a bag of tools, but I didn't have the plumbing tools. And I thought to myself, if I turn this valve and it breaks, I got nothing to fix it, right? And so I didn't turn the valve. The next day I came back with my plumbing tools ready for something to go wrong. And I was able to manipulate kind of back and forth and get this valve to open without it leaking. But most people, if you're not prepared, would be like, I'm not going to touch that valve because if I break it, I'm going to call the plumber and whatever. And the plumber, no offense to the plumber, he or she would come and go, yeah, you're fine, lady. That's great. 300 bucks. And, um, but I also had a, I brought a valve with me. I was ready to go if I had to fix it. And so, so many times when it comes to stuff, you're just afraid of breaking it or making it worse. I want to be able to tell you it's okay to give it a little more, you know, give it a more English or whatever it might be so that you can do it. And so much of this stuff you can do yourself. You just need the confidence. And I'm your big confidence daddy every Saturday morning from 6 to 10 a.m. here on House Smarts Radio. All right, we're broadcasting from the Permaseal Foundation Repair Studios. We'll take a quick break, and we'll be back right after this. <laughs> 